0: morning everybody i am glenn DeGeek in ocala florida
3: and i'm jamie jennings in norman oklahoma you're listening to horses in the morning on the horse radio network for november 17th episode 2806 good morning horse people
2: it's wednesday morning that means jamie and glenn are back to talk horses with all of you well let's be honest jamie talks horses glenn is just here to hassle jamie enjoy the show
0: Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Keep in mind, mark your calendars for November 29th at uh, actually 7.30 p.m. now. We had said 8 p.m. on November 29th for the holiday concert with Templeton Thompson and Sam Gay. But you know what happened, Jamie? We what? got So many prizes to give away that we wouldn't have time to do it during the concert or all we would do is give away prizes. So we've added a game show with the auditors. We're going to do a Facebook Live game show for a half an hour before the concert starts. It's kind of like the warm up act. Uh, and we'll, the reason we're doing the game show is to give away more prizes. So we're going to be doing a game show at 7.30. If you want to join in, it's a holiday trivia show. And then Lisa Wysocki is going to help me co-host that because we're working for ch- her charity that night. I put her to work. And then mm-hmm. 8 o'clock will be the concert with Templeton. So uh, we're looking forward to that. And the cool thing is you have a chance of winning a ton of prizes, including your choice of any wintech saddle. So, But you have to watch that night to be able to enter to win. So
3: So the trivia, is it like horse trivia or is it general? general? Oh, horse and Christmas. Okay.
0: Horse and Christmas trivia. And and auditors are eligible to sign up for that until the end of the day, Thursday. If you check the auditor Facebook room, there's a sign up form. So you can go there and sign up. We've had a bunch of people sign up and then Friday on this show, we're going to pick the four people who get to play. We're going to pick it on Horses in the Morning on Friday, right before really bad ads. So, okay we had to like 30 people sign up. For some reason, people want to win prizes at Christmas. I don't know. It's weird. I love it. <laughs> so it's very strange. So we got Dr. Madison Siemens back with us today, hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully. Because for those little,
3: little uh, backstory here, we are doing this show. And if the audio sounds weird, I'm, we're struggling a little bit with all the technology, but we're doing this all on Zoom. And typically, we've been doing it on Skype. And on Skype, we can just call Dr. Siemens and that's what he likes to do. He's, you know, an old vet and that's, he's grizzled and that's how he likes it. But now he has to call in and plug in all those numbers for Zoom. And Glenn sent a very detailed email to me and to Dr. Siemens. This is how you do it. You do this. This is like list by list. You guys know how Zoom works. And he wrote me back and he goes, what do I do? (laughs) It's like, oh boy, this is gonna be good.
0: Uh, it's funny, we were having trouble with Skype calling people because some people block phone numbers, and they were never. We couldn't get through to them. Yeah. So we went this route, figuring ninety nine percent of humans have now used Zoom for something, right? Uh, except for Doctor Siemens, apparently.
3: Yeah, except for <laughs> except for Doctor Siemens. We, like we totally start the day with Doctor Siemens, so we'll see. He might not be on. We might. Be you know what? A
0: best of Doctor Siemens. <laughs>
3: right? We'll have to play something from the past, but hopefully we're going to have him on because we're going to talk about shipping horses. And it's something that I'm, uh, and Helena is going to have to do very soon because she just adopted a horse from me and she lives in Rhode Island. So we need to talk about shipping horses. So it's perfect.
0: Very good. And we, of course, uh, or we have Phil Reppert on, who is the dad of Hannah Reppert, who's one of our terrific auditors, and we stayed with them in the hills outside of Pittsburgh. I mean, it was hilly. Their backfield, Jamie, went straight up. If you, we hiked up to the top to see the view, you do that 10 times a day, you're going to be like a super Iron Man.
3: <laughs> I'm jealous because of the great hill work. They also adopted a horse, so we'll catch up on him yeah. and... Uh, uh, and he's also an author.
0: Yeah. So we're going to find out about a book he wrote. And then uh, you have some weird news, right? I do. All Thank right. God. We have really a lot of things to do
3: today. weird stuff keeps
0: happening. Hey, did you, I also want to remind everybody, HRNstore.com for all of your swag and uh, holiday gifts. If you have an HRN fan in your life, go get uh, Horses in the Morning stuff, HRN stuff, embroidery, screen printing. You can get the little cards that Jessica Troop made uh, with the, with the cute little pony scooter on it. So check that out out at HRNstore.com. Did you see the video I posted this morning from London? In I did not. Room. So what there's is this it? video going around. This happened a couple days ago. Every day, I don't know if it's every day, but most days, the what's called the Band of the Grenadier Guards comes out and goes down the street playing their music and everything. And there's usually a carriage in front of it. Uh, and it's one of the many, many, many ceremonies they do in London all the time. And the band's playing and coming around a corner, and the carriage is there being pulled by a pair of, uh, I don't know, some kind of driving horses. Uh, and the pair of driving horses decided they didn't want any part of that for some reason. And I'm sure they've done it a hundred times, right? It's the Queen's Horses. So, they took off down the road. Fortunately, the road was cleared off. It was ready for this parade to come through. They took off down the road, and I got to give that young carriage driver an award because she was cool, calm, and collected as her horses are bolting down the road. Oh my uh, God. Uh, yeah. What are you going to do? You can't
3: <laughs> scream. It's just going to make it worse. Rule number one never scream.
0: And then the groom is running down the road after him. <laughs> I mean, you see him tearing off down the road after him. The police handled it very well, I thought. The band, this was interesting. The band, once I think the band director realized what was happening in front of him, he had the band stop playing, but they never stopped marching. So they're getting the horses under control. And for some reason it's not in the video somewhere they broke the shaft the shaft that goes between the pair of horses, it mm-hmm. actually snapped. And I don't know if they turned hard or what. We missed that in the video because this was just somebody on the street watching. So, um, and then the guy ran up there beside it to show us the horses. They got the horses disconnected and everything um, and they were fine. They managed to stop him, But the band did stop playing. So I give him credit. He stopped the band, but they kept marching right on by. <laughs> they didn't stop. I thought they would have stopped, you know, and, and waited for the situation to get under control ahead of them. But nope, went right marching past <laughs> the horses.
3: The show must go on,
0: Glenn. The <laughs> show must go it's on. London. Things happen here. We got to keep going. Amazingly, within seconds, they had those horses disconnected. They had another carriage brought out that must have had on standby and hooked them up and took them out. And it was fine. <laughs> so <laughs> it was something. I don't know. They they must practice. They must practice that because they had it down. I mean, the police yeah. were all, you know, all did a great job with it. They just had it down. So good. good for them. I was impressed. That's amazing. Well, if you're gearing up for the holidays and shopping for your entire list, check out Stateline Tech today. They just got a large shipment of blankets in. If you're having trouble finding the right one, hurry on over. They're going to go quick. They have Tough One, Weatherbeta, Amigo, Pessoa, Shires, and... Ramba a whole bunch. They have all kinds of blankets I just got in. I think what's happening now is all the uh, blanket shipments that were delayed are starting to come into stores. Also, for the Western riders out there, they have a pile of Western saddle pads on sale i got to tell you something. I was looking. There's nine pages of Western Saddle Pads. You think there's a lot of pads for the English side? (laughs) That ain't got nothing on the Western side. Oh, my God, there's a lot of pads. Uh, Classic Equine, Rainsman, Pro-Choice, and seven more pages uh, that you can check out right now. They also, and we talked about this last year, they have their 2021 gift guide. So if you click on the homepage on the gift guide, it brings you up to sections. Gifts for him, gifts for her, gifts of the horse, gifts of the barn. They have it all broken out jewelry and you just click on those and it goes right to what you're looking for. So if you're looking for ideas, that's a good place to go. The 21 2021 gift guide now at statelinetech.com. So since we talked on Monday, what's going on with the horses?
3: Oh my gosh, I got this really lovely mare in. She is a ginormous, like, just tank of a a mare. And this is what's interesting about training rescue horses is you just don't know their history. So she's nine years old and she is black. She's big, black, and beautiful. And I, I know one of our listeners is very interested in, in, in seeing how she progresses, but she's nine years old, thoroughbred mare. And I have no idea about her past none so i know she raced until she was 4 and because you can go on equibase and and plug in their name their name and kind of get their race history and all that and so i plugged her in and she raced you know several times like 20 times not not super a huge amount and then It'll show you she was born in Kentucky, and then it'll show, and she's a ghost zapper baby, so she's really well bred. And then it'll show you like auction history, like if she's ever been sold at an auction. And she was sold in an auction, I think, when she was five or six in full to Fort Learned. And I'm like, okay, so she's had a baby, she's had a pregnancy at least, like she's been bred, and then they didn't sell her because she didn't reserve like get her reserve. So all I know is that this horse raced five years ago and at some point was pregnant and somehow ended up at a rescue in Nor and in, in Guthrie, Oklahoma. So other than that, I have no idea what the story is. All I know is that she was given to the rescue by uh, the family of a woman who was very sick and couldn't take care of her anymore. So that's all I know. So I got, I was able to get on her yesterday. I had Abby rider. You can go see these videos at Flyover Farm on Facebook, just search for Flyover Farm Jamie Jennings and uh, find it there. And so I'm kind of trying to decode her history and her past. And then the other plan that I have today, some of you guys know I have two two two-year-olds here. One Stan Lee, who was born here, and I have his mama still, and he's a Rubinion baby. And uh, full sister is Zara, who one of our listeners has now, and he's just a great horse. But he is a big, giant, goofy kid, so like he's just he just he's two, but he looks like a giant baby, you know, like he just really hasn't matured. But then I also have Miles, who is my pre delusion, whom I bought in an online auction when I drank too much. Uh, (laughs) Worked out because he's awesome. And it's funny because he's one week older than Stan Lee and it looks like a dang horse. I mean, he's a horse. He is mature and he is ready. And so today hopefully marks the first day that I will sit on him. I'm so excited. (laughs) He's he's two. So my plan with him is, you know, they don't really need to start doing training until they're three. But once he's three, if he's had a rider sit on him three or four times, you know, we're not going to go trot 20 meter circles or anything. But if he can accept a rider at three, he's already had the saddle, sir, single buck the bear. He crossed. He does all the things. He just has not had a human sit on him. So that is my plan for today. Um, he is not a huge fan of the bit, uh, so we may have to go just be Pony Ride led around until I can sort that out. But he had his wolf teeth taken out a couple weeks ago, and he's ready to go. So hopefully I'll have a photograph at some point or a video. Air
0: vest and, he- and two helmets.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're (laughs) going to be ready for war. You know, what's funny is that between the two of them, you know, Stan Lee was raised here and and he was like born and I loved on him and he's very friendly. And so when I went to do his first saddle, nobody was here but I was going to get started and I was waiting for my assistants to come and, you know, between Abby and farm boys, somebody was coming and I was like, my needs some help with the Andalusion because he wasn't born here and he's a little spicy, but I'll, I'll take Stanley out. It'll be fine. And so I take Stanley out in the middle of the arena. And he's, like I said, he's had Sir Single. He's had, it was going to be his first saddle. That horse, bucked like a dang rodeo bronc. I mean, he lost his mind, and I always keep a line attached to him. And I was like, oh, I mean, I was water skiing around there because he was just so. And it, I'm like, you've had everything already. Like, it's not like I just all of a sudden threw a saddle on him, you know? Uh, so, <laughs> anyway, then I bring bring the Andalusian out, and everybody's there, and everybody's waiting for a rodeo, and he takes his saddle and he walks off. Like, mm, okay, cool. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, but you you just can't predict with these guys anything. So he is hopefully the one I'm going to sit on today. So I'll keep you
0: guys posted. All right. Be safe. Be safe. <laughs> I'll have the best. Okay. Good, good, good. Well, as I said earlier in the show, on the road show, we stopped in the hills above Pittsburgh to see one of our terrific auditors, Hannah. And Hannah lives on this pretty farm. But let me tell you what it's got some hills. Doing hill work is there is not a problem. And while we were there, we got to meet uh, somebody who lives there too and that's her dad and his name is Phil Reppert. Hi Phil.
2: Hi, how are you doing?
0: Good. Thank you so much for joining us today. So, you you were a rare find actually on the Road Show. One is you had the mount, most mountainous farm and two is you were one of the rare dads that had been in the horses before, right? That's correct. And what did you do?
2: Long, well, 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 long before, uh, Hannah came along, uh, I was doing eventing back in the, uh, late eighties and nineties before I went back to grad school and, uh, kind of gave that up when I went back to grad school and kept the horses, but couldn't afford to do the eventing. And my wife also was in the horses. So we combined two forms together and then, uh, out of that came uh,
0: Hannah and Samantha. So Phil, that's so cool that you were an inventor first, and then ended up with the whole, fam- uh, you know, a family of people, especially Hannah, who really likes to ride. And Hannah got a horse from Jamie, uh, who, who, uh, what was the horse's name, Jamie?
3: Sebastian Haas, and they call him Finn now, which oh, is right. so
0: cute. Yeah. How
3: is Finn? And by the way, Sebastian Haas was bred and owned by <laughs> none other than the world famous Toby Keith. So you've got a little <laughs> celebrity in
2: your barn. <laughs> Well, he acts it, too. He, he really loves people, and he's soon going to get back out to turn we hope, and uh, we'll be back uh, able to do some work.
3: I heard that you were going to steal this horse away from
2: your daughter. Uh, it's still in my back of my mind. I hope to maybe do that. We'll see what happens. Uh, he has the potential of taking her so far, too. It's, you know, it's a tough decision.
0: <laughs> That's a dad stealing the horse from the daughter. I don't think you're. Hey, she stole one from me. It's a, It's only fair I steal one back. <laughs> it's a good thing she's not listening to this at all, uh-huh. because Hannah never <laughs> listens to the show. So, <laughs> so, so, Phil, you're also an author. When I was there, you said you had a book coming out around Christmas time, and apparently, the book's out, right?
2: Uh, that is right. Uh, we did the a sort of early release uh, last week, and. Officially, today I'm going to be putting out the ad that it's uh, being released and discounted for Christmas. So it's getting a discounted price for the Christmas season.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So what uh, what's it called?
2: It's called the Christmas Mustang, and it's set in the southwest, actually, around the Flagstaff area.
0: And have, did you used to live in the Flagstaff area?
2: No, I lived in the Albuquerque area, but traveled over to Flagstaff. And I would love to live in the Flagstaff area. It's an
0: absolutely gorgeous area.
3: (laughs) It's definitely more gorgeous than Albuquerque. So you
4: got that.
0: (laughs) Although where you live is pretty, pretty too, except uh, again, rough on breaks. Um, First (laughs) of all,
3: I want to know why you decided to write a book. You know, like what was the idea behind it? You just want to be a published author or what?
2: uh I was wrote one beforehand uh and then I decided you know we needed to write a book that Hallmark or one of those organizations could do that truly had a horse oriented family oriented type of story that was something that the whole family could read cuz I've I read some horse books and Language was pretty, uh, I wouldn't want my young daughters reading it. And I wanted to write something that the whole family from teen slash preteen up through the adults could read, but also enjoy. And that's what I sought to do.
3: See, I I knew it, Glenn. This is a Hallmark movie waiting to happen. It is a quintessential horse story where the person, you know, has a tragedy that has to train the horse and save the farm and fall in love and do all those things. And I mean, if you haven't already written this screenplay, I don't know why.
2: I, I wish uh, I would love to talk with them, but uh Being that it just was released, I don't think they even know about it yet.
3: (laughs) You will. You will, Phil. This is a movie on Hallmark waiting to happen, and it's got the holiday theme to it, the Christmas Mustang. I mean, genius. Genius.
0: You're going to be a bazillionaire. (laughs) Then you can get your own horse and not steal Hannah's.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And and not to give spoilers, but it, it doesn't go the traditional way of everything working out just perfectly. Things work out well, but not perfectly. So oh, it tries, tries to have a little bit more realism to it also.
0: Okay.
3: Well, it, Hallmark would change that. Yeah, okay. they, they
0: can fix that. <laughs> <this great> way. <laughs> That's funny. Now, Lisa Waisaki, as you know, has written many books, and she had, three of those books included Horses in the Morning. And being that you guys are big fans mm-hmm. of us, are we in the book?
2: Well the book was out actually written before Hannah and I knew about horses in the morning. So <sighs> I didn't go excuse. back and edit it you out. You
0: could have rewritten the book for us. I mean you really could've.
3: <laughs> no, when you write a book you don't but, do edits, Glenn. It's so. just like you just go with the first one. So <laughs> <laughs> we're
0: just picking up. I <laughs> can write it
2: into I can write it into the second one. <laughs> which is actually a it's in, the second one. It's, this. The Christmas Mustang is a series. It's the first in a series. But there's also a second book I'm re- writing, which I, I've actually written. I'm just rewriting it to get it to the same quality as this one. And it is an eventing book that takes place in the Percival, uh, Leesburg area of northern Virginia. And that one we can... While I'm rewriting it, I can add horses in the morning to it. Oh, is know- it?
3: Is it? Hold on. Is it called the Hanukkah Hanoverian?
0: That'd be awesome. <laughs> I love that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it was going to be called the Golden Spur, but I may change the the name to it. The only question I need to know is, Jamie, how do you want Glenn portrayed in the in the story?
3: Well, he should be the murderer because I'm tired of being accused.
0: <laughs> Jamie was the murderer in the last book, so you have to be. The-
3: that is that is spoiler alert maybe or may or may not be true
0: i think we have a new rule here thank you phil from now on any author that wants to be on the show we have to be in their book i think that's a new rule we
3: got you know what we gotta go phil thank you so much Take it.
0: so it's called the christmas mustang they can buy it on amazon right now yes they can all right i'll put a Uh, link
2: go in there and you 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 go into uh, Amazon, type in the Christmas Mustang, and somewhere in the f- first five or six books, you will find it. It's got a picture, gorgeous, of a Mustang on the front of it. Yeah, yeah the, the the cover designer did a beautiful job. I really have to give them credit.
0: Yeah, they did. And awesome. I, I
2: work. I worked with a author coach to get this up to being. Truly professional level uh, This guy is uh, David Hazard of Accent, uh, and he worked with me to get it to the point that he feels it's equivalent to anything uh, that you would find out on the market. It's, it's as good or better than anything out there. So, uh, and our beta readers and our test readers have all said the same thing. So I'm I'm giving feedback. This is not my opinion. This is getting it from others.
0: Well, terrific. Well, uh, we'll put a link to that in our show notes as well. Uh, go to Amazon and get this as a gift or whatever you want for yourself. It's sixteen ninety five in paperback. Thank you, Phil, for joining us and tell Hannah we said hi. And uh, tell her I said I'm not letting you take the horse. I think it should be Hannah's. I'm just going. <laughs> <laughs> see you, Phil.
2: And afterwards, I can fill Jamie in on the horse.
0: There you go. Exactly. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right. We'll see you, Phil. Thank you. Take care. All right, next up, we're going to have our horse health report, which is brought to you by Daily Dose Equine. And Dr. Siemens is back.
3: It's time to bring our favorite veterinarian onto the show, Dr. Madison Siemens. Hello, doctor. Good morning. Thank you for being here. Now, uh, we were trying to connect on Zoom so I could actually see your face, but it didn't work out. So, sadly, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to see it.
5: The cosmos is trying to tell us something. <laughs>
3: <laughs> now, usually when we talk to you, you are in Idaho, but you are not there anymore. Tell us, give us an no, update no. on your
5: life. Uh, we moved to, uh, I, I spent my high school years in a little town called Rudoso, New Mexico. It's up in the mountains. Uh, some of the most beautiful country in the world, and uh, I've just you know, Lord opened some doors for us to be able to come back, and so we are back and uh, setting up a new practice here and spending a lot of time riding our horses and and uh, just having a grand old time. It's just an amazing, amazing place. So I we're, feel, we're tickled.
3: I feel like when you t- you posted that you were moving, you mentioned something about retiring.
5: Yeah, I'm retiring back to I'm I'm only working about eighty hours a week now. So I'm really cutting back.
3: <laughs> yes, yeah, the life of a veterinarian. Never you never get a whole night's sleep for sure. Oh my I'm gosh. I'm gonna have
5: my I'm gonna have my retirement party and my funeral on the same day just to save money. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that sounds like a good way to do it. Perfect. I'll be there hopefully. Um, so, <laughs> how's your lovely wife? Too is she adjusting to the to the? Because she's from Idaho, right?
5: No, but she's she's originally from. But uh, she's a uh, she's definitely uh, been making the transition back to New Mexico. And and uh, anytime you can just get her in a place where she can be on her horse, she's a pretty happy camper.
3: See, that's a good woman right there is a good
5: Oh, Let me tell you, let me tell you, she's a, she's a heck of a, a horsewoman. She actually, she won the uh, the trail trials uh, competition at the Idaho Horse Expo last year, and so that uh, she keeps my horses written down, and and so I don't have to worry about getting killed. You know, she's really a ham.
3: <laughs> That's awesome. Well, uh, we wanted to talk to you a little bit today about hauling, hauling horses and z- stuff like that. But so I do adopt out a lot of horses and we have a map at, at horse and hound rescue and we put a pin in it every time we adopt to a different location. And so far I yeah. have sent one to Idaho. I've sent three to California, three to Florida. I uh, mean, again, I'm in the middle of Oklahoma, but recently congratulations goes out to a new adopter, Helena, who adopted one and she's in Road island so we were going to talk a little bit about hauling horses safely and getting them there in tip-top condition so take it away what do i need to write i'm writing i got a pen i'm writing this stuff down this <laughs> Oh, i
5: so appreciate you guys uh you know when you when we start thinking about hauling horses i mean you know there's Everything we do with these guys is not at all even close to being natural, right? So, you know, putting one, putting a horse in one of these aluminum boxes and send them down a freeway at 80 miles an hour, I mean, that's that's a scary proposition no matter what we do. Right. So uh, from the psychological standpoint, I, I'm just going to leave that over to, to you guys and Buck Branham and those people would understand that a little bit better than I do. But from a medical standpoint, I think it's really important to understand the, the stresses these horses are subjected to. And I think it would be it would be a real good idea. I think it ought to be a law that everybody that drags a horse trailer down the road should have to ride in one for 30 minutes, just 30 Mm. minutes. I think you will really understand what the horse is going through. And you'll also understand why a slant load trailer is so important because it allows that horse to balance as he's going down the road and making corners. But from a medical standpoint, we understand that that stress is kind of a generic term but we know that that is a, a potential cause or, or additive cause of respiratory diseases, foot diseases, colic, all these things that stress can be, can be an additive factor. And so what I'd like to do is I would like to be able to limit that these stress levels is additive factors in, in other disease processes. So probably the easiest way to do that, let's just talk about respiratory crypt to begin with Mm -hmm. i'm not a real big fan about putting shavings in a in a a horse trailer again if you ride one of those things you will realize how much air is coming through those things and how dusty that is if you've got shavings in there if you have to bed then bed in straw but uh i i just i think that what we're trying to do is just limit the dust in their environment the second thing to consider is that stress will also allow these horses to become susceptible to the infectious respiratory diseases that are set up by viruses. Uh, I'm not a real big fan of lots of vaccines, but we've had a, uh, an intranasal flu rhino vaccine out for, oh, 20 years or more. And uh, I really like that vaccine. The, the reason that it works is because it, it, it actually, it, Addresses a different part of the immune system than our traditional intramuscular vaccines does. We uh, we know that we're trying to stimulate something called IgG antibodies when we're we're dealing with West Nile, rabies, sleeping sickness. But uh, the respiratory crud comes into an IgA system that is inhaled. It's not injected or or poked with a with a biting fly or mosquito like the other diseases are. So this is inhaled. So we're turning on. The ITA system, and that's why the intranasal influenza works. So I would recommend that before we ship a horse, uh, by four to seven days before they're ready to go, give them an intranasal flu. There's almost no side effects to that downside.
2: Okay. And so that will that'll,
5: that'll cover that that'll cover us. From there. There's two or three companies that are making them. You can get that get those through your veterinarian. I really I think too
3: that there are probably a lot more humans that would take a vaccine if it went up their nose, as opposed to in their arm. They I know I would.
5: I, talk, I talked to a, a, an epidemiologist that's an that's a MD a few years ago, and we were talking about that. And apparently they have had an intranasal flu vaccine for people, but uh, for one reason or another, it, it's, it's, it's not available anymore. So I don't know if it doesn't work or, or what, but, uh, that's that it's just it's really interesting when we consider the uh, the way that we are trying to help the immune system fighting diseases. Okay, so Another I've got under
3: nasal flu down. What's next?
5: The the other thing which which I when i when I tell clients this, I get some pushback from this. Uh, and I, I kinda understand why, but with my personal horses, I never ask them to stand in a trailer for more than four hours at a run. And there's, there's reasons for that. Uh, the, the big reason, again, is the respiratory crud. And so if we will get these horses out of the trailer at four-hour intervals, they can put their head down and they will cough. I, I've never had one that I, that I didn't get out of the trailer and they put their head down and cough. And this is the body's own defense mechanism for getting rid of a bunch of the stuff that's accumulating in there while they're sitting in that trailer. And I think just getting them out, letting them pee outside the trailer, I mean, it's just, it's just a matter of just comfort. I mean, who, you know, man, when I have to be on the airplane for four hours, I'm nuts. You know, I mean, I need to get out and move around. And so when we're driving, we will typically not stay in our truck or our car for more than four hours at a sitting. So why do we expect our horses to do that? So I, I think we can really reduce the levels or the incidence of respiratory crud if we get them out, let them drop their head and cough, pee outside the trailer. Walk around grazing the bar ditch. I generally carry a Coleman stove with me. I'll just get my horses out, tied to the fence alongside the road, make me a pot of coffee, and then down the road to go again. Okay, well I'm so. encouraging
0: all horses to do that. I'm just uh,
3: <laughs> I'm just saying. If you say you get pushback. It's because most people don't have horses that can stand tied to a fence next to a road.
5: Well,
0: <laughs>
5: I. <clears throat> I don't even know
0: how to answer that. No, I mean, I let's <laughs> just not, let's just move on from that one. No,
3: I always <laughs> well, say no. like, you know, people always wonder, to t- do I take the horse out? I'm like, no, because you might not get it back in, but if you're Dr. Siemens and you have magic, you know, fingers magic, and
0: you can magic yeah. unicorn horses. Yeah.
5: And drugs. No, 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 <laughs> no it's not, it's not the horses and it's not the drugs. I, I never drug a horse for a trailer ride. And we, that's uh, a whole yeah. nother topic. But, but here's, here's the deal is, is that, I I would I have never had a horse that I couldn't load and unload with ease. They didn't all start that way, but we worked with them and showed them that it's it's a safe environment. and And so I just I, I really don't understand people that are that worried about hauling their horse that they don't want to unload them from the trailer. We may may want to have. Uh, have a whole nother discussion about the I don't think loading.
0: that was the argument. I think the argument was on uh, loading them by the road. Yeah. Is, <laughs> it, that, it, that, it, that's
3: tough for me. I, I always thought, like, you know, at, tw- at least stand still 20 minutes, give them 20 minutes every, you know, two hours just to stand still. But I also don't haul horses with their heads tied. I've made my four horse into a two-box stall trailer, you know. Yep. Uh, and and yep. I always say – For these horses that do haul long distances, if you're hiring Creech or Bob Hubbard, they're not going to take your horse out every four hours, but buy a box stall, you know, where they have straw up to their elbows and it's an an air ride tractor trailer and it's more of a comfort ride as opposed to a stressful, you know, standing ride.
5: You're you're exactly right. That's a whole nother deal. But just your just your average three horse or four horse slant that people are dragging up and down the road to the to the rodeos. And and you know, your point about next to the road is well taken. But if you if you look, you don't have to just stay on the interstate. You can get off and, and just drive off, you know, half a mile and you can find a place to turn out. I mean it's just it's if you think about it and if you
0: try, it is not that difficult. Uh, I okay, so, I'm gonna come back at you again on that one. Not that I'm picking on you today, but yeah, you should. You're following the camping people, too, who, who just live in the West. You can't do that on the East Coast. You'll get shot. Um, so <laughs> you have all that wide open place where you can find a place to pull off. If you pull off anywhere on the East Coast, you're in somebody's yard.
3: Uh-oh. Did we lose okay. it? Okay. Oh,
5: yeah. no, 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 no. I'm just I'm, – I'm, 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 you, could, you could hear the rusty wheels turning in my walnut side <laughs> brain. I was actually <laughs> – was actually thinking for just a second. Uh, <laughs> but they don't, they don't have truck stops on the East Coast.
0: Again, you're at a truck stop with lots of traffic. I, uh, we're, I'm i not picking on you. I'm just giving <laughs> the other side, I'm playing Devil's Advocate here a you little know, bit about Glenn, that. Okay.
3: We call Dr. Siemens to get what he does. That's so true. it doesn't matter okay. what
0: you do. He
3: is one of the Well, totally then I have another
0: controversial do. one for you. <laughs> Why not? It's lay, that kind of lay, day. Lay it on me. Boots, shipping me. boots, and wraps, or no shipping boots or wraps? That
5: is a very interesting question. Uh, And my wife and I have had some frank discussions about certain aspects of grooming horses that I think may interfere with their overall well-being. Trimming guard hairs around eyes and nostrils is one of them. They can't really see the end of their nose, so those guard hairs are really important. Those tactile hairs are important there so they know where their face is.
3: Yes, amen.
5: I'm, I'm convinced that if we put shipping boots and wraps on these horses, they have, they have a difficult time feeling their feet. And so I think, and I can't prove this, but this is just my opinion. I think that, that that first off, support rafts are only going to weaken tendons, and so they're never a good idea. The protective boots, the shipping boots and all that, I don't really care one way or the other about that. I don't do it with my personal horses because my, my theory, my thought, my opinion is, is that they interfere with the ability of the horse to feel where his feet are. And perhaps they will wind up with more injuries from that. Now, I've I've had a few horses, a few client horses that would scramble in the trailer and and hurt themselves because of that. That's a whole nother set of problems that you got there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That Changing that over to to a box-type stall situation where they can find their balancing spot, they can put their head down. That will stop most of these horses from scrambling. But uh, as far as is that going to protect, I don't think it will.
3: You know, one thing that gets me, Dr. Siemens, too, is I I used to wrap all the time, and then I moved to Arizona, and I'm like, they will – and it is too hot to put wraps around some tendons. I mean, just the simple fact of – overheating tendons and and everything is scares me yes you may protect against a laceration but again you've got to decide what is best for your horse at the time do you have one that's going to scramble around and be a nightmare or do you have one's going to stand there nicely so i think it yep. depends on that what is your opinion on and i know this is another hot button for you like say we're going to ship a horse to rhode island is GastroGard during that trip going to do anything to help the horse with like an overproduction of acid?
5: Well, I, for for me, what I would rather do is just hang a hay bag in that in that horse's stall. Uh, we know that the salivary buffers will elevate the natural salivary buffers that are in the horse's mouth. They get released when he's chewing, and uh, and those will elevate the pH to a safe level. It's got the, the, I think the benchmark on that is above a pH of about four. Will, com- will be considered protective, and that's all the gastric is going to do anyway. And so, I, you know, I, I think I think you're better off. And even you know, this spills over into another topic. But even when I'm treating patients that that are EGUS equine gastroesophageal ulcer syndrome for short, <laughs> uh, even 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 for my patients, uh, they're not on gastric for very long. Uh, there's there's reasons to do it, and then there's reasons not to do that. And we know now that long term use of that stuff is probably not. In the horse's best interest, uh, <laughs> besides the point that it's not cheap, uh, but I have I have much better luck on just having horses that are eating from the hay bag. Uh, I, I think, and that gives the horse something to do, makes the trip more pleasant because they're munching away. I mean, who doesn't who doesn't like to have snacks on a road trip, you know? <laughs>
4: <laughs> that
3: is, is a simple way to put it they just like snacks on a road trip guess what i do too so it works out for all of us um as far as offering water you know if you leave a bucket in there it's going to splash around and a big, big mess and puddles and stuff do you take water from home do you offer it along the road how often what's the deal with that
5: i, I generally i've got a one of those little uh five gallon jerry cans you can get it uh any one of a number of different sporting goods stores. And uh, I generally haul water with me just on the odd chance that I'm in a place where I don't have ready access to water. Uh, the good news about water in horses is that they have a reserve around the uh, the bed of blood vessels around their gut. is called the splanchnic bed. And they have about a 10% reserve around there, whereas humans only have about a 2% reserve. And so I know people that go to some exhaustive lengths to try to get these horses to drink. And the bottom line is, when he's thirsty, he'll drink. So it doesn't really really matter where the water comes from. And you can put apple cider vinegar, Kool-Aid or Gatorade or whatever you want to put in it. But the bottom line is, let him, you know, offer him some water. I don't leave the water bucket hanging because it just makes a mess. But yeah. again, you know, I, I unload my horses and I offer them something to drink. And it's funny, the paint horse that I'm riding, I've ride that something there for 10 hours and he, he just will absolutely not drink water. And this little buckskin filly that we're ponying with us now, uh, you know, she, she, every time we cross a Creek, she wants to take a sip. You know, she's kind of like wine tasting for her. You know what I mean? She just <laughs> takes a little bit all the time. So I just, it's individual variation. We've got to remember that they have some reserves there and, uh, I don't get too worried about these horses not drinking.
3: Wow. So basically I just need to calm down is what you're (laughs) saying.
5: Take a big, big deep breath and just enjoy the ride. And I, you know, I, I hadn't, Glenn, I'm so thankful that you brought that up about, about some logistical challenges on the East coast. Uh, and I, I, truly never thought of that because I've, I've been out here in the West my whole dang life.
0: So well, you know, I know? And the reason that came up is because uh, we watch a lot of RV stuff because uh, we have one now. Yeah. So we watch a lot of RC stuff and everybody in the West is so used to pulling off in the game lands and parking for a night. You know, there's just nowhere you can do that on the East coast, right? It's just not something that happens. It's a whole different world.
5: Yeah. Yep. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, you know, I guess, I guess if I were in we're, – and we're fixing to be in that situation. We're in the process of buying a living quarters trailer, and we're going to go on a, a national t- uh, a book tour when the book comes out this next summer. So we're going to, going to take our horses, and we're going to try to go to all 48 of the lower states where they have a horse-friendly
0: uh, – Well, uh, when, you get to
5: <laughs>
0: when you get to Oklahoma and Ocala, you have a place to go.
5: You're just too kind of me. But, uh, yeah, we're so I, I will probably have a whole different outlook on life about about shipping horses when I get to the East Coast. Yeah. It is. Like, different. I'm
3: not taking these damn things out again. Come on, suck it up. Get, get going. Well, Doctor yeah. Siemens, that I'm, every I four
0: just... hour thing's going to go to twelve. Uh, these... Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> I was just about to ask you about the book. So it's coming out next summer. This is the second go around. Tell everybody about it.
5: Yes, it's called called Never Trust a Sneaky Pony and other things they did not teach me in vet school.
3: (laughs) And you can go pre-order that probably, but your website has a lot of great photos and information. is cornerstoneequinevet.com, and there's just one E in between cornerstone and equine. So cornerstoneequinevet.com, and uh, you can find out more there and get in touch with you and find out all about your books and pick your brain.
2: Thanks
5: so much. Y'all, thanks so much for calling me. I always enjoy talking with y'all.
3: Well, we'll have you on again soon if you haven't gotten too mad yeah, at Glenn. I think, for he's, I with think you. he's sick
0: of us now and he's like, uh, I'm
3: not-
5: <laughs> 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 no, I really look forward to this. This is always so much fun with you guys. And, I, and you always you always have some very, very thought provoking types of insights. And uh, that's how I learn.
0: And I appreciate that very much. But, you know, Dr. Siemens, you're one of the few veterinarians we have on here that we know well enough that we can come back at you like that. And have a discussion. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, it's like uh, we this first time we're talking to the person. It, it, that's why we like having you on because we can have. It's more of a discussion, right? Than than a lecture. <laughs> so,
5: well, no, it, no, but it it should be okay. And I and I I can tell you, uh, you know, I write for this horse vet corner. You know, I do a blog on those for those guys, and I learned so much from those questions. And it, and it and if 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 my life became a lecture. I would not have improved in my ability since 1985. I mean, you know, what's the point? And so that's, I just, I just love getting that type of feedback and those kinds of things that somebody will say, well, why? And I I don't know. I've always done it that way. Now that you mention it, dang, maybe we ought to rethink this. So I just, I love talking to you guys and, and, and my clients in general, because they challenge me and that's, that's the way it ought to be.
3: You know what? I don't think anybody has ever used thought provoking to Glenn ever. <laughs> I was just and that.
5: So, <laughs> <laughs> for, for, provoke, Provoking, provoking, <laughs> but not thought provoking. Yeah, okay. <laughs>
3: exactly. <laughs> well, uh, Glenn, I will send you a picture of Dr. Siemens and I together because we got to use for the show notes picture okay. today yeah. because we got to hang out at Monty's Place in California, which was the movement. It was just life changing. So I'll send you that. That was and pretty fun. Doc, I love you. Mean it. Give your wife a big hug from us and thank you so much.
5: We'll do that. You're not coming to Nashville here in another month for the AAAP, right?
3: Uh no, they won't let me in there. Uh,
5: oh, they not. should. Oh, they should. <laughs> oh, they should. You guys should. You guys should, You guys should set up a booth there. But I get to. I get it They have a, a. The day before the big meeting starts, uh, which is always on Saturday, they have a student session, and so uh, we get to play with baby vets during the student session, and then I get such a charge out of uh, working with those young people. There is just on fire. They were so smart and just so, so willing to learn. So if you guys ever get a chance to get there, uh, I think you'll really enjoy it. It's really fun.
3: I would love that. I would love that. Well, thanks, Dr. Siemens. Have a great day. We love you and we love you. Bye, Dr.
0: Siemens. Thanks so much. All right. Bye-bye.
1: And here I am again, joined by Janet Geyer, who is the mad scientist behind Daily Dose Equine Horse Feeds, and we're going to talk a little bit about roasting your horse's horse feed. That's right. The the ingredients that are non-GMO verified in the Daily Dose Equine Horse Feeds sometimes are roasted, and I'm sure there's a reason for that. So, Janet,
4: inform me. Well, thank you very much, Jen. Um, The reason that we flame roast is really twofold. One of them is uh, basically to increase digestibility, because once you roast, it opens up the kernels and allows the product to be a whole lot more digestible, so you actually get more for your money. The second reason is, is that grain usually sits in a silo for a long period of time, and during this period of time, you have little creatures in there, you have little mice, you have insects, you have birds you have droppings, you have bacteria and mold growing. And if it sits for a really long period of time in a humid environment, it can really grow a lot of mold. So by roasting it, you're actually killing off the mold and uh, killing off the bacteria and making a cleaner product.
1: Does that change the moisture content or do you add moisture back into it again?
4: Well, it actually lowers the moisture content. And we use this, actually as a natural preservative. So moisture creates mold and bacteria to grow. If you don't have any of the spores there to grow, uh, you're not going to have any mold and bacteria. And by keeping the moisture low, uh, it's a natural preservative. So we don't have to add anything, no chemical uh, mold inhibitors in there.
1: I like that idea a whole lot. So if you want to learn more about the Daily Dose Equine non-GMO verified horse feeds. You can do that at DailyDoseEquine.com and you can also find a local retailer to purchase your feed or you can go to Chewy.com and order your horse feed for fast and convenient nationwide delivery. Thanks, Janet.
0: He's never coming back. <sighs> <laughs> but it's the first time where our show has ever be, been called uh, thought-provoking, though, so that's good.
3: Um, yeah, that was we a new are, one. you like, breaking for...
0: records today.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> you know, it is funny, but when he says that about getting the horses out every four hours, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking the truck, What he said do it at a truck stop, you've been to the truck stops on I-95. Would you get your horse out of the trailer? But I think the the air brakes alum them. <laughs> I mean, trucks everywhere, air brakes, and they'll run your ass over. The the horse is in the way, they're running it over. He's, we lived in the West too long. (laughs) It's like. (laughs)
3: <laughs> no, I think I think it's a good point though, and and he does appreciate uh, communication. That's what we went to the movement for was to all work stuff out and talk about stuff and no, figure out. I do it like out. having
0: him on because we can have fun with him too. So, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Anyway, uh, again, uh, you know, as as always, uh, the vet's opinions are their opinions, our opinions are our opinions, and you make up your own mind what you feel about shipping boots or anything else we discuss. In the meantime, speaking of. Uh, yeah. Weird things. How about we do some weird news? Well, American Harvest's newest product for horses, equine hemp pellets, are vet-formulated and produced from natural hemp. The pelleted formula is manufactured with potent raw CBD using no chemical processing, so your horse will love the taste as much as you'll love the benefits. The hemp-derived CBD pellets can help your horse recover faster after a show, get relief from inflammation, reduce his nerves, and even ease digestion. If you prefer a liquid application, check out American Harvest's THC-free CBD oil or premium hemp extract. Look for the full line of American Harvest products at your local equine shop, any Hubbard dealer, or online at store.altech.com. That's store.altech.com. And right now, American Harvest is offering an exclusive giveaway for you, our loyal Horse Radio Network listeners. One lucky winner will receive a free 90-day supply of American Harvest equine products. Check out the link in today's show notes for details on how to enter. Just scroll right on over to your show notes and click on the link and enter to win a 90 day supply of American Harvest products.
2: Time to learn why some days you're embarrassed to be part of the human race in Jamie's Weird News.
3: It's very true. Sometimes you're just, yeah, you're like, what? That's weird. So uh, these weird news stories, I used to have to research them myself. And then I put you guys to the task, which is if you see a weird news story, are you reading it? And you're like, wow, this is super weird. I want to see it. Email it to Jamie at horseradionetwork.com. I appreciate it. I love it. This week we had Clark, Alicia, Nikki, and Lorreen all sent me weird news stories Now, I feel like one of them I have done before, but two of you sent it to me, so I'm going to do it again because it's just that weird. Um, We're going to start in Japan, Glenn, and I I feel like you might remember this. Uh, Takasha Miyagawa, he's 39 years old, and he was just arrested in Osaka, and he was arrested for, ready for it? faking his birthday and getting presents all year long from who
0: Yeah,
3: from- who's been giving him presents all year long 35 girlfriends Whoa. this guy was dating 35 how different women how you even women.
0: remember their freaking names
3: every one of those 35 women thought that they were the only one that he was with how
0: do you and- juggle those balls <laughs> <laughs>
3: how on earth does anybody keep that up? Um, apparently, one girlfriend said his birthday was February 22nd. Another one said it was in July. Another one thought it was in April. His actual birthday is November 13th, which is probably why this story came up again, because he just had another birthday. I wonder how many presents he got. Um, uh, the scam somehow unraveled. The women banded together, formed a victim's association, and then. <laughs> Reported him to the police for defrauding them of almost a thousand dollars. That's not very much money, (laughs) a thousand dollars a piece. (laughs) Oh, Oh, maybe, well, maybe let's go with that. So, like, no, but it looks like he got arrested for uh, they spent a thousand dollars on his present, probably all 35 of them. So, that's not really a whole lot, but. They ambushed him on the streets, actually. A camera crew found him before he was arrested. And apparently there's a video of him. The reporter comes up to him and says, you're Mr. Miyagawa, right? Uh, and the guy goes, no, no, it's not. I'm not. <laughs> and then he tried to bolt. And the video comes to an end with the reporter trying to chase after him as this guy's running down the street.
0: <laughs> so I, funny. You know, this interesting. If you think about it, I, was he just – no, I'm not going to ask that question. It says uh, – uh,
3: many are trying to figure out how Mia Gallup pulled this off. Yeah. And the quote is um, – one tweet reads, with 35 people, if he was seeing one person a day, that means he could only meet the women once woman? every 35 days. And if he met two to three women, he could see them every two weeks. So did he treat dating – did he treat dating like juggling different part-time jobs? How could you even – I mean – Aren't there expectations for girl, like physical, like how would you perform well, uh, yeah. that? And they always
0: make it sound like he wasn't <laughs> in it for that. And he was in it for the gifts. For
3: the presents. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All about the presents. So, yes. Who, Mr. I didn't R- know that was illegal. Uh, I guess they, I in Japan it must be, you can't do that in Japan. <laughs> I know somebody who had a very similar situation to this one and I wanted to smack her. Actually, I wanted to hit her husband, uh, because this one is, is this one sounds like it might be her fault. Okay. So Emily Johnson of Vacaville, California said she and her husband, Michael weren't in a huge rush to get to the hospital when her contractions started, It was about a week before the due date because they're only, the contractions are 10 minutes apart and the hospital is five minutes away. So they're like, we can do this at home. Hey, anybody listening, get to the hospital. Sorry. The contractions very quickly went from three minutes to two minutes to one minute apart. In a matter of about half an hour. And and finally, she's like, oh, okay, we got to get to the car. We have to go. Their car is parked out uh, by the street. Uh, they walk uh, down in the, through the yard trying to get t- to the car. And she's like, oh my God, it's coming. It's coming. She said, here's her quote I'm just like, I'm going to get on the grass. I'm going to be here. This is my spot. She then delivered the baby with the help of her mother and her husband in her front yard. By the way, how do we know this is true? How do we know this story is true, Glenn? Because her ring doorbell caught the whole thing! The ring doorbell camera got the whole berth. She said, I'm just thankful that I was facing in that direction because otherwise I don't think we'd be able to share the video footage.
0: <laughs> oh my God, I don't want to see the video footage. My brother so- was born in the car on the way to the hospital.
3: That happened to a friend of mine. He, he's a fighter pilot. And he's like, "We got this. We're gonna labor at home." Big A type tough guy, and she delivered. The guy got stuck in traffic, yeah. and she delivered the baby. That's what happened.
0: My mom tra- and dad. She had the baby on the way to the hospital.
3: Oh my god!
0: <laughs> Why? So they show up to the hospital. Apparently, labor was twenty minutes. This was my mom's fourth, fourth, and I just her down. by the time it started, <laughs> she they drove to the hospital. They didn't wait and uh, had the baby on the way. And my dad's de- dealing showed up with the baby.
3: <laughs> the <laughs> final quote in this: Congratulations! I'm glad your brother's okay. It was, it made it <laughs>
0: the He's a sign guy too.
3: Oh, good. That's even even better. Uh, She says her quote is, quote, I joke that I was like a cow giving birth in the field. Because once I got to the hospital, I had grass clippings falling right (laughs) off me and the nurses were wiping dirt off my knees. And I'm like, oh, I did give birth in the lawn.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She was a tough woman. She could do anything now. (laughs)
3: Well, there was a traffic jam in South Carolina, Glenn. It was a it was a big mess. Police had to be called because the freeway, two lanes of Old York Road in South Carolina, had to be shut down in the town of York on Thursday night. Because why? I mean, why not? There was a ginormous hog that was blocking traffic. His name is Papa Pig, <clears throat> and bless his heart, he uh, was on the trailer. B- I'm sure he was going to the state fair and not to a sale, but he was huge and he was on the trailer and apparently the trailer broke under the weight of this ginormous pig. So the pig ends up in the middle of the road and they couldn't get it off the road. Like it was like, peace. I live here now. Like where that's where I live is right here in the middle of this road. The sheriff's brought, um, a trailer. They could not get him in the trailer. Uh, they couldn't get him on the trailer, apparently. Uh, there are pictures of this ginormous hog. They ended up having to bring a horse trailer and wrangle this ginormous hog onto the trailer. And finally, hours later, lanes were reopened.
0: We usually have some warning.
3: We love doing animal stories here on Weird News. And I'm going to tell you about Austin. Austin McGill, he goes to Gloucester High Uh, School. Gloucester
0: is how you usually say it. Thank you,
3: Gloucester. I knew I wasn't saying it right now. Everybody is laughing at me right now. But in Gloucester, Virginia, Austin McGill decided what could possibly go wrong. (laughs) I'm going to pull a very memorable senior prank. And what (laughs) he said he hatched the idea weeks before he was talking to all his friends. And he had this idea, you know, 18 year old boys, they all come up with such great ideas. So apparently uh, he decided that he was going to ride his horse to school, a senior day prank. But they were all like, you know what you should do? You should take it in the school and ride it all the way to class. And what could possibly go wrong? So he rides, he said, for it could he said he rode to school, and for a good 20 to 30 minutes, he was hanging out outside and nothing happened. So I was like, okay, because this is a quote. Okay, I'm going to go inside. And then uh, apparently, the crowd went into the school to get settled. And then he rode him. And this quote is at first, he didn't want to go in because down at the bottom, there's a little metal thing, and he stepped on it and made a clanking noise. And that's when everybody just surrounded all of us. And then he was great about it. And then everybody, apparently, when he got into the school, everybody started yelling. And I was like, <laughs> Scott. and i was like okay calm down it's still a horse you know and once everybody quiet down a little bit and i was trying to explain to them that it's still horse you know and they like have a mind of their own so basically just come near you if you want to take that risk uh, <laughs> so he brought his horse into school a terrible idea and uh, for his senior year he is now facing a 10 days suspension, and it turns out it was not a very good idea because nobody thought it was very funny. Apparently, most people were fairly upset.
0: (laughs) I I did read that article, and at the end of the article, it says the kid was shocked that he got a 10-day suspension. He thought it would only be three.
3: He said he was riding around in there and he said nobody told me to go and I was like I don't want to offend anybody So I like walked him out I got off of him and I walked him out and then I just rode right back home to the farm.
0: <laughs> I mean we've had so- We've had some kids stories of kids riding their horses to school before, but not in the building. No, yeah. not
3: in the building. It's, it's a terrible idea. The horse was, you know, walking around those slippery road. I mean, it's a tw- twenty-seven-year-old Arabian though. He didn't care. No. But apparently, he's famous now because everybody at school tweeted about it, and I'm he was sure real popular. They did. <laughs> And that is it, everybody. Thank you so much for sending weird news. If you are reading a story and you're like, "Wow, that's super weird," email it to Jamie at HorseradioNetwork dot com and put weird news in the subject line so I can keep it all organized. Thank
0: you very much. And we apologize for any sound issues today. We experimented with something new, and it was an epic failure. So we won't uh, be doing. Yeah. It didn't. We, we had to be... switch
3: back, and then the audio has sucked. And if if Glenn ever gets this thing edited from all the restarts, <laughs> I'll be amazed. Hear it. Uh, but then, hold on, today's the seventeenth. This episode should possibly come out next Sunday. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> it'll be Thanksgiving or after when this yeah. one comes out. It's going to be a nightmare. But uh, hold on, auditors, because I do have a list for you guys. I, we didn't get to it in the show, but uh, I have a list, and I think none of us apply to this list. right yeah so for the auditors who like to hear about uh, uh that was a fucking mess <laughs> I mean, we, was,
3: even that last audio was really oh low you're you were
0: over modulating too and i and I, we're back on skype i don't know why we were still over i don't get it i don't get it. it's like the there were demons today <laughs> it's like yeah it's just some of those days and then it's hard for me to concentrate because i'm trying to watch levels and do all that stuff which doesn't make it any easier but so i was trying to do a study show for today but i couldn't do one because it's all COVID again. So every study is about COVID. I couldn't find anything. You just need
3: to Google experts say that's you can get around COVID that way.
0: Yeah, because uh it was just and and now deer have COVID and it's like okay, they're dying and it's like, oh she's but I found this one and I wanted to see how we all qualify as horse people with this one. And its studies show these are proven ways to look younger i'm writing it down and this is at eatthis.com. <clears throat> yes that's a website eat this not that so yeah 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 that was a book remember yeah, yeah. and they, they they come out with the wackiest stuff on this one they really do but let's see if horse people can do any of these okay so okay. these are proven ways to look younger number one get quality sleep well you and i are out <laughs> that's not happening Anytime, Quality
3: soon. sleep to look younger. Okay. Yeah, I'm well. writing all this down because I'm, I'm 44 now and yeah, you, you and I are up.
0: not good at sleeping. So that's not happening. Um, it says if you only sleep four to six hours a night that you're not getting quality sleep. <laughs> there we go. We're not getting
3: quality. Sleep. I, I'm in the four to six range. Yes. <laughs> uh, and you don't have to tell me that I'm not getting quality. So I thought this was eat this, not that, not sleep this, not that.
0: Okay. We don't qualify the next one either. Reduce stress. So, if you reduce stress, you can possibly look younger. Okay, no surprise there. Every president that's ever been president turns gray in four years. So, oh yeah,
3: there. Oh, yeah. you want to you want to look old quick? Become president? Yeah.
0: Why anybody wants that job, I don't know. But anyway, so we don't qualify there either. Uh, number three: avoid excess sun exposure. Well, Duh. So. That ain't happening. Next. <laughs> so far, horse people are out on all of these. Um, exercise regularly. Well, you know, riding is exercise. So maybe on this one. We've yep, this yep, one. yep. We got right. that one. We get one out of four so far. <clears throat> you fail at this one, too. I don't fail as this one as much as you do, but you all fail at this one. Don't drink too much.
3: sorry (laughs) i would probably look 27 years old if i didn't ever drink
0: (laughs) okay let me read this one because this is this is it gets into detail here and i thought you you know all you drinkers would want to hear this so it says researchers analyzed the self-reported signs of aging for more than 3200 women worldwide comparing them to their level of alcohol use heavy drinking now this is where they actually qualify the number of drinks
3: Okay, what is heavy drinking in More than eight
0: a week. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So, more than eight a week is associated with increased upper facial lines, under eye puffiness, oral mid-face volume loss, whatever that is, and blood vessels showing.
3: You know, I was just thinking I had a lot of mid-face volume (laughs) loss, so... (laughs)
0: So, uh, all of you that are over eight a week, you don't call. So, we're one so far out of five. Uh, number six, eat less sugar. Well, I do do that because only because I'm forced to. So You said do-do. <laughs> <laughs> I do do that uh, because I'm forced to. Otherwise, I wouldn't. I eat less sugar. I would definitely eat all the sugar. I
3: need I, – the problem is I <clears throat> eat sugar in the form of pasta, you know, like the, that kind of sugar. I, but I'm not a sugar eater. I don't really like sweet stuff. Like
0: if I'm going to eat candy, it weird. has to be sweet. Who set? doesn't like cake? Everybody should like cake. Gives
3: me heartburn.
0: I'm like So one out of six. So pretty much we're going to look 95 by the time we're. 65. Okay.
3: So I need to basically to look younger, stay in the house. Don't go outside. Don't right. drink. Don't eat anything fun and, uh, avoid. And just to like, I just need to sleep all and day. And run then 25 I'll... miles
0: a day. Apparently. Um,
3: not outside though on a no, treadmill on a treadmill
0: right peloton. <laughs> peloton that's the only way you're allowed to do it
3: <laughs> <laughs> nope, i'm getting for christmas
0: so there's a reason that uh, half of ocala this time of year looks old and leathery uh it's because it's all the horse people have descended
1: yeah that's
3: that's that's it, the, I, but it's a lifestyle
1: I, that you choose i and, will
0: tell you this though when you go to the grocery store <laughs> If it isn't for the breeches, if you take the breeches out, because we get a lot of those at the grocery stores here, you see a lot of breeches and boots. But if you take that out of the picture, you can tell who the horse women are and the horse guys, both. You can tell. You
3: know, I always, the best advice anybody ever gave me when I moved to Arizona was, and you forget about it all the time, was to put sunscreen on the tops of your hands. Because I feel like that's where older horsewomen are easily identifiable is because the tops of your hands are leathery. You know, you wear a hat, you can wear a helmet and all those things, but the hands just working outside in the sun. So always put sunscreen on the backs of your hands, not on your palms, obviously the other side. Whatever the, that's called, the back and, of your hand.
0: And we're already starting to see the stories in Florida. It uh, happens all the time, this time of year, all the way through the winter. You probably saw them, too, in Arizona. The snowbirds descend, and the, they put sun, They lather up in sunscreen, go to the beach where it's still sunny down here. And what's the one spot they forget to put sunscreen? And we see stories in the news every year about this.
3: Well, <clears throat> I have in the past forgotten to put sunscreen in between the girls no, no, you know not, and not, your, not, they the, don't
0: do that one in the story I, didn't think I don't
3: have that. cleavage though so it's not like it's <laughs> squished together like i mean i need it's like you know there's a it's it's a it's a sternum
0: the uh, tops so, <laughs> of your feet oh uh, yeah 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 and people get the worst burns and end up in a hospital because the tops of their feet they get so burned they can't put shoes on and you'll see them. You'll see them if you if you walk around down here. You can always tell who's just come to Florida by the sunburns. Uh, <laughs> you can tell who's just descended on Florida by the sunburns. You can tell they're northerners and they just arrived. Yeah, Disney World's where you also see the worst sunburns you'll ever see because they get here, they forget about sunscreen, and they don't think. Oh, they think it's eighty degrees in the winter. I don't need sunscreen, but they haven't seen they the come sun.
3: Down from Minnesota, they yeah, exactly. haven't seen the sun in months. <laughs>
0: yeah, and they're like lobsters. It happens every year. It's so fun. Yeah. Anyway, it's funny. Sunscreen for us people, here. sunscreen. <laughs> All right, everybody, we're done with this day.
3: Bye.